Welcome back to KSOF. I am DJ CJ in the house. And tonight we got a wonderful guest, Eric. Eric, introduce yourself to us. What the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> was, I mean, I gave it, was, it a shot. It was beautiful. That's what it was. Uh, I gave it radio, a shot. baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm Eric. Good, good to be here. And uh, we have our traditional host as well. Yeah, this is Craig coming to you with The Sound. <laughs> and uh, don't change that dial because Radio Rob is here as well. <laughs> Radio Rob, all right. Uh, so I think tonight we have a topic that your tr- your three traditional hosts don't know much about. But damn it, I'm sure we have some opinions. Yeah, I'll feel strongly <laughs> in just a couple seconds. Like, just I got to figure out what I'm going to feel strongly about. So, <laughs> whatever Eric says, yeah. Craig feels the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> That's where we're going with. So, as far as I'm aware, Eric's position here is that any music released out past 2000 is trash. That is garbage. absolutely not my <laughs> Those words literally passed your mouth <laughs> to my ears. literally did not. <laughs> but what's your position? What's, 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 what are we talking about? Uh, well, I just think that um, since the early 2000s, with the advent of... Uh, Pro Tools, which is now Avid, and and digital recording as a whole. Mm -hmm. That absolutely changed music, for sure. Good or bad, it's up in the air. And then further, with the advent of the internet and the YouTubes, (laughs) there is just such a vast sea of music from some of it's awesome, some of it shouldn't be published anywhere. <laughs> but in amongst there now, you know, you have this huge sea of music that you need to wade through. Or you don't need to, but you can. Right. Um, and that has absolutely changed the face of, of recording and, and music and everything else. Okay. Um, again, good or bad, I'm not here to say whether it's good. I have my own opinions. Well, that's what... That's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> right. But I never I never said, Caleb, that it was anything after 2000 is shit. And I never said that. I did tell him I was going to introduce him as Man Yells at Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, yeah. music used to mean something. Yeah. Man, more appropriately, Man Yells at SoundCloud. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that perfect. And that's, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. It's things like SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. You know, as great as they are for burgeoning new artists to get their music out there, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have done that and done well with it, but at the same time, there's schmucks out there who can, yeah. who shouldn't be. Well, right. I mean, how different is that than 30 years ago? All those same schmucks mm-hmm. would have been just recording demo tapes and sending them out to all the radio stations. Around. Right. To people who have ears to know how to listen for what's good, listen for that talent and things like that, right? I mean... Uh, so now <laughs> it's going to just everybody. Is it, though? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Well, because but- you can go to any SoundCloud and it's going to... And 90% of them are going to have fewer than 100 listens. And this is true. But... Like- you you even said it kind of in your opener, Eric. Is this idea is like, are people looking for it? Because if you if you, people aren't looking for it, they're never going to find that right. content. No, you're you're and you're absolutely right. Yeah. I certainly don't really go looking for it. <laughs> um, I have gone dumpster diving on occasion. Yeah, and, and sometimes it can be fun. You can yeah. be like, look at this guy. This yeah. is terrible. You know, it's one of those things. But I, I just think I feel like prior to all of that. There was a lot of hard work that went into music production that went mm-hmm. into becoming. I'm air quoting here, star. It wasn't just as easy as shooting a home video with your iPhone 
and then editing it together and putting it on and making it look all flashy when you have no talent and you shouldn't be. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Do you, yeah. Does that make well, sense? Oh, I, if I may, I think we can split what you're saying into two separate parts because that's what I feel like I'm hearing is one – it's way easier to make content. Yes. That, that it's mm-hmm. way easier to make bad content sound good. Dang, yes. And then there's also way more avenues to That's exactly to right. spread content. Yep. And, and in my mind, those are two separate they things. They are. They kind of are. And you're right. To that point, you're listening to Strikes Are Fancy. You can find us wherever <laughs> you are. <laughs> and no, and, but this is, this is a really good example of how easy it is yeah. to produce content that sounds professionally done. And but is actually trash. No, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> but but and then and then there's so many avenues out there that you can publish this out to mm. potentially billions of people. Right. Um, well, uh, you could publish it out, but not to people. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you publishing it to? We're publishing on uh, Anchor. Yeah. Uh, well, my my point being, it's available to right. It's available, people. but it's not going to anybody. Uh, it, it still has to be found. No, um, and and I would right. argue that uh, even even a person who isn't mm, maybe as technically proficient, uh, and and we'll go back to music here, but they love their craft and they're just they just keep putting out music over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe their recording is terrible. Maybe their guitar work isn't so great, but the lyric writing is good, and they get they get found, they get picked up. Mm-hmm. Is that is that really a bad thing? No, not necessarily, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. Don't get I'm don't right. try to mis, misconstrue what I'm saying. No, no, like no, no, Caleb, no. Had. we need you to take a stance so we can tell you how wrong you are. There's there's no room for uh, a gray area. Yeah, here. it is all black and white here. It's a lot wishy washy bullshit. You're and you're right. It is. It's a thousand times easier. And I pulled that number out of my ass. That's not yeah. <laughs> but for a guy. Like me, who has written songs and and can perform music, mm. to maybe get discovered mm-hmm. by some big record producer somewhere, it's, it's so easy to now to do that. But at the same time, that can also mean that there's people out there that are getting discovered, that are getting put on the radio and everything else that they put no work into it. Or they, they or they have, dudes. or they have, you know, maybe all they have is that they they wrote that one song that was really good, but they really aren't talented in any other way. I mean, how different is that though than ra- the radio industry's always been? Uh, I mean, there have been numerous one-hit wonders mm-hmm. who they didn't even write their song; they're just coasting on mm-hmm. their parents, their famous parents' names. Oh no, you're absolutely right. But there was somebody that was famous in that scheme or that idea mm-hmm. i just think i don't know it used to be if you wanted to get anywhere in the music biz you had to first you, you had to somebody had to, had to have a band or whatever um but you had to tour you had to play live shows over and over and over and over and over and over again you had to build your audience through your show through your live performances mm-hmm. and somewhere in there you would find time to take a little tape deck and a little cheapo you know better cheaper than what we're recording through right now <laughs> type thing to record yeah. a demo tape that sounded like feet 
<laughs> and then, you know, you would hand that out or sell it at your show, hoping that, you know, Rick Rubin ha- happened to be in one of the bars in you played at. Basement. Right. You know, <laughs> and then from that, you had to score, you had to hope that you would score that record deal. Mm-hmm. And then you get that record contract and then you have to actually produce. And that's where, you know, things start to fall apart for a lot of bands right. because, holy crap, five record deal. We only have six songs, hmm. you know, that thing. Hmm. But the point is you had to cut your teeth. You had to pay your dues and work hard at it. By the time you got that record deal, generally, you knew you were you were already a good artist, talent-wise, playing-wise, and everything else. Sure. But does that necessarily mean that they're good artists, that they've paid their dues, so to say, that they've earned it? Did they actually earn it? I mean, obviously, so they got somewhere. Who? Like this metaphorical band that we're talking about, who 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 went to well, that's what all these shows. Yeah, that's that's, that's the whole paying their due. They 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 but, had to work at it a lot harder than than a, than a person does today. So you're saying without the work? But I'm not sure that I'm not sure that that's necessarily true, because you're not going to release one song and uh, unless you're extraordinarily lucky and you hit the lotto and just some record executive hears it and loves your song like justin bieber did he do just one song that he was a record producer heard his video on youtube it was like that kid is going places hmm. but i mean now oh, granted he's got I, a voice and no, he's, i don't i don't know the history of justin bieber i'm i'm not a fan of his, like you seem to be. <laughs> no, okay. Gloves are coming off. Uh, no, but like I, I have definitely heard it, and I can't think of her name. But it was it was the same deal where, but but she had been releasing just song after song, like mm-hmm. a song every month, and just constantly working at it for years until mm-hmm. finally she got to a point where she had thousand followers on YouTube. Yeah. And the right person. So, and, and like I said, maybe I'm not saying it's good or it's bad. It's just it's different. Mm-hmm. Now, what you're talking about, maybe that's the new way. Maybe that's the new instead of going out and touring and playing mm-hmm. dingy pubs, you know, six times a week. Right. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's you just put keep pumping it out until you get your followers up. Maybe that's the new thing. I, whether that's good or bad, again, yeah. I'm not saying. It, it it cheapens it at all. It's just it's different. And I think there's there's an element to all of this that we haven't even addressed yet that I think throughout the entire music industry, you know, from the beginning to now, it's not just about the talent. It is about who you know. It is about your demographic. It is about your, your look. Image. It is about your mm-hmm. images. Are you marketable? Are you can we sell your records? Can we sell your mm-hmm. image? Right. That hasn't changed. It's just, yeah, there's more content out there for producers to pan through if mm-hmm. they if they want to. Sure. And then there still is kind of the decentralized followings where people naturally find other artists that they like and start to follow and, and that snowballs on its own. Mm-hmm. So I almost view that as a good thing. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the idealized version of it that mm-hmm. now we don't have the gatekeepers anymore. Right. We don't have to. We still do. We don't have to. Right. But so I, I, I guess I would say it's it, it, it comes at a cost, i.e. more volume of content. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's almost a good thing. You know, sure. stuff yeah. that's bad people and I think aren't going to listen to. I think it's it's good in some ways in that a lot of people have learned 
you know, how to be a producer, how to be an engineer, how to be a mixer. Yeah. Which were, those are niche jobs. You, if you didn't have a producer, an engineer, a mixer, like you couldn't record right. worth it. You know what? I could say shit. Yeah, yeah right? you can say it. <laughs> you can re-record that line if you want to. Yeah, shit, oh, that's fine. Like you can say whatever the fuck you want, here, man. <laughs> you know, but but nowadays, like you are, Craig, you are the producer, you are the mixer, you're the engineer on this yeah. podcast because you're you're wearing all those hats because mm-hmm. you're the guy running the board. You guys set up and, the microphones, and because the tech is cheaper. Like I think, I think oh, it's, yeah, it's a big part of it as well. It's way like, more you, available. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to go. I don't need to go to a studio to do yep. this. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and and so in some respects, yeah, it's easier to follow your interests if that's what you're into mm. than it was 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think 30 years. Right. Is. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're old. old. Yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, that's just, that's kind of my thing. It's just the, not so much the, what's changed for me with that I don't like as much is not so much the, the, the availability part of it. Okay. It's more the, what were the two things that we used there, to there was, there was talent and then there was like accessibility. That's kind of how right. I, I viewed what you were saying. So that, yeah, the, the talent part of it. Because with the advent of, of things like Pro Tools and any other digital audio workspace, the mm-hmm. digital recording, instead mm-hmm. of going from the two-inch tape, now you could just go straight to your computer. And if you flub something, like you said, we can go do, we can go back, just re-record it, and we'll cut it out, and boom, there it is. Wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. Yo, yeah, no, no, no. What? Nobody needs to know how this is made. <laughs> oh, this, this goes out to our audience untouched. Wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with... Things like auto tune and, and beat detective and well, but and you that can't kind of auto tune your way out of bad singing. A, a yes, lot of people think you can because you can auto tune your way out of not perfect singing, but you have to have yes and no. a little bit. You have to be close, or so, it's so going to sound auto tune when it was first released, when it first was a thing, wasn't used as like a, an instrument the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was used for. Like ah, you were a little pitchy on that last one, yeah, on the last chorus. So rather than have you record it again and again and again until you finally hit that, they go in and find that one note and tweak it, doop, yep. and that's the one that gets tweaked. So yes, in some respects, I see what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. you still, the rest of it had to be good. Like you can't right. just go in there and be and, like, eh, and sing like, <laughs> like Caleb might sing, and then it make him sound like. Awesome. Caleb has a lovely voice. <laughs> I pick on Caleb a lot. I, uh, so. I really hope you auto-tune this podcast. <laughs> oh my I gotta, I gotta figure out how no, but you're right. You, you can't auto-tune. And there, there is the aspect of auto-tune being used as an instrument, but I think that is actually... Uh, well, it's not my style, but I think it's actually yeah. a good thing because it is a new instrument. It that, is. They're using they're using the technology in a way that it wasn't designed to be used, and right. it's it's innovative. It's mm-hmm. it's a yeah. cool, or it was innovative. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore, I, it's like standard, but yeah, pretty gimmicky. Yeah. <laughs> I almost think of it as like heavily leveraging auto tune works if you're in a per- particular genre. 
of music. Like yeah, if absolutely. you're doing electronic music, it's like, yeah, that yeah. sounds that that fits the tone, that fits the exactly. idea of the end product. Oh, you're absolutely right. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're trying to do like acapella and you auto-tune the whole thing, it's like that's gonna be, <laughs> one, it's either gonna sound awful or two, yeah, it's very right. disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Like you're lying to your audience. The other thing though that it would be the thing that I mentioned was it's called beat detective. And what that is in, in pro tools, you can go in and everything is, the track is on a grid. Mm-hmm. So you can snap every beat to mm. the beat and you lose the human element. You lose the soul. You lose that certain. Je je ne quoi. Quoi. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> The beat, the backbeat, that feel, you lose that human feel to it. Because when something gets quantized like that, everything is one, two, it's right on the beat. Mm-hmm. And it you miss those little ghost notes oh, yeah. and you to, miss the little... To air is human. Right. Like, it, but if, it's, if something is perfect, it's going to sound unnatural. It can. can or, yeah. Sometimes you can't even tell that they've done it. Hmm. Most modern rock does it just gonna throw out there (laughs) um but you can't tell it's just that it's done well enough to where you you can't tell unless you're actually sitting there with a metronome and you're counting Mm -hmm. it out and yep they started at 80 beats per minute and they ended at 80 beats per minute versus you know what's an example of that like what's where a human flaw has made something like that better as opposed to the perfection of, uh, of the program everybody here's familiar with pink floyd Mm-hmm. Who are um, I will punch you in the mouth. <laughs> that's uh, that's that Sellers movie, isn't it? Peter Sellers. It's Pink Panther. Sorry, <laughs> nobody got the reference. So it's fine. So Anyways. on there on on Dark Side of the Moon, the this, the whole thing, but Money in particular. Everybody knows the song Money by Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Probably not Caleb. I don't really. <laughs> I don't. I I sing a section of it, but we get content strike. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> David Gilmore, come knocking at your door. Actually, probably Roger Waters, come knocking at your door. But no, it starts off, and I don't remember what the BPM is, but it starts at a pace, and it speeds up because they're playing it together, Mm -hmm. and it was recorded Mm -hmm. that way. Now, listening to it, when you hear it on the radio, you're not like, that's sped up. You can't, it's, it's imperceptible. Like, it doesn't change the song so much, but it goes, and it's not a huge dramatic change. But if you listen to that, you know how it opens with like the cash register sounds and the, ch- the change Money! hitting the thing. Right. There it is. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that, that sound effect at the beginning was actually their click track. Hmm. That was their counting off. One, two, three. And if you listen, as it's going, later on that fades back in and it's off. Huh. Because they sped up. The band sped up, but okay. the click track can't speed up right and that was a th- there's an example for you so, acdc's back in black they speed up slow down speed up all over the place i don't think song. it's a, a thing of it makes it better uh it just it's not a problem and it's more human okay. right and, and that's just it yeah it's 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 not so like i said it's not it's not such a huge thing where you're like wow boy they really they went from like 60 beats per minute to 120 beats per minute because no, nobody but, notices that as far as well, like it's, it's small enough to where no, as you're listening, no, it sounds good, and yeah. that's you're not even paying attention to how many beats there are. So, like, is there a situation in which an actual flaw has happened in a song that made it better, as opposed to like these imperceptible speeding up changes of the of the 
of the of the rhythm. Well, I mean, I think the Pink Floyd example is great. Like to listen to it at the beginning, everything's on beat with that. What do you call it? The click t- track. The click, click track. The click track. Yep. But at the end, you get almost a stagger effect. Like the song will sound a little different because they're off from the click track. But is it noticeable to the general population? No. Not unless you hear that click track go yeah. again, okay. which you do in money because yeah. somebody at the engineering board accidentally hit that pot up and it, oh, and then they faded it out. Oh, okay. So that was an accidental mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I must have missed that. I, w- I just stopped I don't think to I you. mentioned that. But. Uh, I still stopped listening to you. But then, you know, <laughs> there was one that I, I played for you the other day. This isn't so much the BPM stuff, but this goes back to analog recording on, on tape mm-hmm. stuff. Led Zeppelin. The opening track in Zeppelin 2. Whole lot of love. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Towards the end, there's a part where it's it's kind of a breakdown and all you hear is Robert Plant singing. But you can hear like there's like this pre-echo of him singing the line before he sings the line. Completely was not planned. Hmm. It was because that when they the way they recorded things back then, it was bleed over from prior tracks. Hmm. But it sounds like on purpose. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like if if it's, it was a happy accident, right? Right. Because <laughs> who's gonna sit there and be like, you know what? If we were did this yeah. and you know had this little echoey thing right before it, I mean maybe they thought of that. But I don't know. But which is something. A producer would have to deliberately think yeah, of nowadays, right. as opposed to just exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't necessarily if you recorded multiple tracks, which you almost certainly would, mm-hmm. like if you, uh, multiple takes. In in Pro Tools, you could easily say, "Okay, well, we're going to pop this track in, bring the volume down, and then just shove it left, yeah. just mm-hmm. half a second." Absolutely, so, you can absolutely recreate that stuff using mm-hmm. the digital stuff. Yes, absolutely. very easily. Yeah. But this was far... Yeah, but that would never this, happen. It was a long time before Pro Tools. <laughs> it would design. never happen. A person wouldn't just think of that. They might think of it now saying, yeah, I want to get that sound. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, the whole, the entire history of the recording industry has been kind of built around trying to cover up mistakes of artists. Because you, sure, you can get your whole band into the studio and keep playing and trying again and again and again to get that perfect take, but you're mm-hmm. never going to get it. Mm-hmm. And from the earliest days, whatever technology was available was used to cover up those mistakes. Absolutely. Even you know, even mixing boards yeah. invented because I want to be able to hear the singer over the instruments, over the drums. Right. So, I mean, is... Isn't this the natural evolution? Isn't it this is. the goal? No, it is. And there's a, there, Pro Tools. You can do a ton of stuff with with things like Pro Tools. And I, I just I keep I keep referring to Pro Tools as what I have. Sure, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that there's not a billion other yeah, ones out there. Whatever. So you're getting paid? Are you a shill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, Avid, give me money. <laughs> no, Pro Tools took all of the analog stuff and digitized it. Mm-hmm. Basically, like the plugins you can get, I can make. It sound like we're recording in Abbey Road Studios if mm-hmm. I want to. I've got all the cha- the echo plates. I've got the reverb chambers. I got the everything. Sure. In plug-in version. So if I wanted to, if we wanted to make it sound like a Beatles record, we could. Sure. Because I've got the JP thirty seven reel to reel plug-in. Right. You know, I've got all of the the compressors and everything else. There, but they're all plug-ins. 
because all of that stuff, all of the racks of equipment that they had is now digitized. Mm -hmm. Like you said, because it's the natural evolution. Yeah. So you can still make it sound like, you know, an old 1960s recording where it's hissy and roomy and boomy and all that other ambiance stuff that was happening in those studios. And you can still have it that way, that warmth that you can get from the analog and everything else. push on you a little bit and I might be completely off base but what I feel like some of the subtext of what you've been saying is I, I don't know how much music you've created how much you put out there but like I feel like some of what you're saying is it cheapens the industry and like it's it's almost not fair how easy it is for well, some people these Caleb days. and I kind of talked about this the other day it's it's one of those so in, in the end music is what it's entertainment mm. right so you look at other forms of entertainment, actors, right? I don't look at Brad Pitt and think, oh, he's really a Nazi killer from Inglorious Bastards. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I, I'm separating the art from of, the artist. Right. I know that he's acting. He's really not that person or he or she is right. really not that person. They're, they're, they're playing a role. They're acting. Sure. And so when it comes to the recording industry in, in, in music, you know, there are people out there. Did anybody remember Millie Vanilli? <laughs> Is anybody old enough to remember you guys that? Remember? Not I. Huge mm. scandal back in the what was that? that like the nineties? Uh, yeah, it was early nineties, like late eighties, ninety three. That it was. It was a duo. These two good looking guys with dreadlocks, and they were doing their dance and singing their songs. They had a couple of hits. So the secret came out <clears throat> that they had actually the guys that they were putting out there as the artists mm. were lip syncing the whole thing. Oh, okay. They had nothing to do with the writing, the recording, nothing. It was just two guys that looked really good and that's Millie Vanilli. And that was a huge scandal. It was a it was all over the place. So what's what's I guess the question would be where do you draw the line? Why was it such a big deal for those two to be acting as these singers when they're really not those singers, but it's mm. okay for Kevin Spacey to be an actor and play Kaiser Soze well, when he's really not. Oop, did I just spoil a movie? We just spoiled <laughs> a 20, 30 year old movie. Yeah. It's the deception, though. Like, people are yeah. paying to see whoever these people are. Millie Vanilli? Yeah. I cannot believe <laughs> you guys don't know who Millie Vanilli is. Craig, That's how does okay. it feel to be young? I, young well, and, and youthful? Well, I do, okay, I do me, know the story, but I didn't know the name. Let me, uh, the, yeah. you guys know who Ashley Simpson is. Yeah, that's a little more recent. That's a little more recent. No. It was like 2015. Uh, was, it Je- was it Jessica Simpsons? That her, I know Jessica Simpsons. Her, her, her little sister mm-hmm. okay. was making her music, right? And it was, I think it was Saturday Night Live, wasn't it? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, I think it was Saturday Night Live, which is ridiculous to me because that's always obviously been like a pre-recorded song. <laughs> For some of them. For some of them, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, she's... She started basically 
she was she was singing the wrong song. She was singing the song that they were supposed to play, but the audio engineer played the wrong played song. Completely different <laughs> track. So it was, it, in, in, in other words, she was lip syncing. Mm-hmm. It happened to Mariah Carey too. Um, Did it? Yeah. She, I mean, there's, there's. It was oh, like I bet I do remember a Christmas. Yeah. Like she was doing like a Christmas thing at like Times Square. So it was yeah. a huge event, and. I don't know if they started the song late or they started the wrong song. I don't remember what exactly. And it happened. threw everybody off. Right. What she was hearing in her monitor was not what the crowd was hearing. Right. <laughs> and that's it's not unusual for that to happen. That like uh, for especially like you're saying for TV shows and things like that. That's yeah. They mm-hmm. they'll usually do an edited version of mm-hmm. whatever they were playing. Sure. But when the root core of your band is mm-hmm. built on that mm-hmm. that feels like a, mm-hmm. in, a deliberate deception it cheapens it yeah and that's kind of kind of a stretch but a long way around to saying like with all of the technology that exists today i could sit in my man cave and record and make it sound good mm-hmm. When in fact I have no talent, so you feel deceived by some of these people. I, yeah, I, I, not just me. You I know. just really feel like you can't because if you if you have no musical talent whatsoever, you can't play an instrument, you can't sing, mm-hmm. but you have the ability to to uh, sing flatly into a microphone mm-hmm. and then pop a few keys on your keyboard mm-hmm. and make an original song. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how is that really any different than electronic music i, I mean like uh, let's 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 right. take daft punk as a as a, an example regardless of how good of musicians they are you never hear any actual instruments on almost any of their songs mm-hmm. and all of their vocals are heavily edited mm-hmm. because that's the sound they were going for mm-hmm. and that is they make an interesting well, sound like that it's it, different that's because that's what they're going for well right so but that, if what you're going for is a pop song yeah and you make a pop song. I mean, is that? But if you, re- but you really can't sing. I I think to put what Rob, what you just said in a nutshell, because I was thinking along the same lines, is the artistry isn't necessarily in the output or in yourself. The artistry is in the editing. Mm-hmm. Like you still had to put in effort and talent and make choices to find something that people were going to like. Because right. right. I, I will tell you, I could not do that. Mm. Like I can't sing and I can't play any instruments. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact there's absolutely no way I could lay down a track and figure out in with with every possible professional tool out there. We get it, Rob. You're a talentless hack. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would not be able to make that sound good. Right. Uh, so there is a talent in that. But it's not musical talent. Mm. But well, but to to well, I guess if you're leveraging tools that auto generate a beat potentially but like you still need to be able to have an ear for something you yeah need to be, be able to make it and then listen to it and be like yeah i think this is good or no this isn't good mm-hmm. but to go out and then and then sell it as look at how good i sound so if they had like put a disclaimer on that cd saying look at how good i sound i edited I mean, that's myself. essentially what it's like if, is. no like but if they were just like i deliberately edited this edited it I couldn't do this live. Exactly. I couldn't do this live. I did this myself, but I don't sound this good. I edited it together to make it sound like this. Would that be less? I mean, I just. Would you still consider it? Would it be just as distasteful? No, because they're being honest about it. But where do we draw the line, though? Because every CD is 
an impossibly good sound. Sure. Not every. I mean, unless it's a live performance, I would say so. Like, Which, unless it is explicitly, and I'll go back to I'll go back to pre two thousands rock. Yeah. Okay. Bands like Steely Dan, bands like Van Halen. Who played for Van Halen again, Caleb? Uh, I forget his name. <laughs> Sidebar here, real fast. Please, this is going to get edited out. <laughs> this is this absolutely can't because I was about ready to really punch you in the mouth. Oh my god! When Eddie Van Halen passed away, R.I.P. I went up and I was speaking with Caleb and and I showed him a video of Eddie playing live and it's phenomenal. Mm. And he asked me, in all seriousness, there was no <laughs> him just messing with me. Mm. What band did he play for again? Pink Floyd. <laughs> I I literally walked out of the room. I was so angry. I didn't see him for two weeks. <laughs> but no, you look you look back at those bands. They played that live mm -hmm. together That's, yeah. and put it on tape. And was there editing done? Yes, there was. There always is. But then you go and see them live, and it sounds just like what you heard on the record. Do you get what I'm saying there? Yeah. yeah. Versus right. nowadays, we'll take like, well, Foo Fighters, for example. Look at Dave Grohl. When he recorded uh, their first record, it was all him. Mm -hmm. He did yep. every instrument. Right. He played all of that. Put it together, glued it up, and mm -hmm. there it is. Foo Fighters. I know another band that was exactly that same way. Tiny little band, might have heard of it, Boston. Yeah. Oh. First record was... I'm spacing on uh, his name, but um, Tom Schultz. I think, yeah. Um, played everything in his basement. He's also an MIT engineer, and right, yeah. Yeah, played everything in his basement, mm -hmm. and then they flew the singer out to a to a recording studio to record their first album mm -hmm. because basically the band had broken up. They'd all given up. Mm -hmm. huh. hmm. there, yeah, there's a lot of it, there, and there's a lot of single solo artist Trent Reznor is another good one Nine Inch Nails we're talking about electronic music here mm -hmm. Trent Reznor is Nine Inch Nails used to be and now it's him and Addicts Ross but you know for the early stuff Down, uh, Downward Spiral Pretty Hate Machine F Fragile all those huge records if I may take a bit of a turn what do you think of someone like Ed Sheeran who I'm not particularly familiar with but live he does all of it by himself mm -hmm. using the tech yeah. So it will be perfect, yeah, yeah, absolutely. but it's still him mixing it in the moment. Yeah. So like, where it's do you... It's possible. I'm, I'm not saying it's not, it's not impossible, but there's right. a lot of stuff that happens on a record that you can't reproduce mm. while you're playing live. Okay. Unless you've got, I mean, well, I, I suppose it all depends. Like Ed Sheeran, he's an excellent artist. I actually, I actually like Ed Sheeran. No. He's got a, I think his voice is fantastic. And he was really good in Game of Thrones, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That one part that yeah, he had anyway. Plug. Yeah. But, but for somebody like him, you know, it's not hard to have a beat put in behind you. You know, if it's just a guy with a guitar, that's. But, but to your earlier point, though, that beat will be perfect because there isn't a human behind it. But that's the way it, it's supposed to be for that huh. type of music though okay you're very contradictory <laughs> i and it is it's one it can be contradictory but to, then, then you listen to stuff like steely dan and you hear bernard purdy drummed for them a lot he's got a really good shuffle that he can do okay. on a drum set but it's got that feel to it mm -hmm. you can't reproduce that 
electronically. I'm sure you probably could if you sat there long enough, but he sits down at the drum kit and plays it. Mm -hmm. That's the feel that I'm talking about. Okay. It can be reproduced to a to a degree, but having the the drums and the bass just hit that pocket just right and get that groove going, there's something to that. Hmm. I almost to tie in a couple different thoughts. Rob, you asked like where do you draw the line? And then we talked a little bit about Van Halen, about how Eric, for you, you were very passionate about that. Hmm. And Caleb, you were like, I don't know who this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eddie I, I wanna, who? <laughs> is, is that how you draw, everyone's going to draw their own personal line as to what's cheap and what's art? Right. Like, it's how passionate you are about any given thing. Sure. And, yeah, just and really it goes back it. to what I said at the, at the top of the show. You know, at, in the, at the end of the day, if, if you're making something and people like it and buy it, good. Mm. Congratulations. You made it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You bamboozled the public. Yeah, more well, <laughs> more power to you. Yeah. If somebody can make something and people enjoy it, mm. I mean, that's the point. So like I, like I said, I'm not falling squarely in one camp or the mm. other. I'm just saying there it has changed. It's mm. different. Yeah, it definitely is. There's some things that I disagree with. There's some things that I like. There's some things that I don't like. Yeah, the damn kids these days. Damn kids and their music. <laughs> but that human element. You sit down and listen to something like like Pink Floyd's records, and and you can hear the intricacies. You can hear the there's little nuances that mm-hmm. aren't going to be there if it's quantized and sterile and and done to a beat machine. It's just mm-hmm. that's just my two sure. cents on yeah. that. Just one guy talking. Just one guy talking. <laughs> I I really think all of all of this technology. Again, my my stance the whole time has been. You got to have a talent somewhere along the line. Sure, um, it's, a, it's a variation of what your talent lies in, yeah. though. Like you were saying, if if you're really good at mixing and editing, then awesome. Yeah, but and maybe I, and you I should think if you're in if that is where your talent lies, mm-hmm. you're probably going to naturally fall into a musical style that emphasizes that, or you become a producer or yeah. an engineer. Or a mixer. Right. Because that's where your talent lies. You can take somebody who doesn't sound so good, has a little bit of talent, and make them sound better mm-hmm. on the board. Right. But yeah, so I think that is that's exactly the point I was going to make is yeah. this is all a net good because mm-hmm. it gives somebody oh, who who has a little bit of talent and granted probably not enough to make it on mm-hmm. their own. But it lets them produce the music they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be a professional all the time to get that sound they want. And that's fair, yeah. Uh, hold on. Don't just, lie to just, me like just that. Just to confirm, Rob, you are a talentless hack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have it is on record. I have no redeeming qualities. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did just want to talk about availability for a moment because I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I would be curious your guys' thoughts on about availability. Like, I like that there isn't a gatekeeper anymore. Mm-hmm. I, if I wanted to, I can make what I want to make. I can make the sound, Rob, that you said that I want to hear, and then mm-hmm. I can put it out there, and hopefully other people will find it and then hopefully enjoy it as well, or they can tell me I'm a talentless hack and mm-hmm. this is trash. But I'm curious, do you guys think that is better or worse for the music industry? Well, for the industry... It's probably bad, but I don't care about (laughs) the industry for, for music in general, for the human experience. I think it is better. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with what you're saying. It's, 
I think it's fantastic because there's stuff out there now that, like you said, the the, the creativity, the the ingenuity, they're making stuff that mm-hmm. they want to hear, mm-hmm. which means there's probably someone else out there that wants to right. hear it too. And I think it's a and good thing. All you have to have is a couple hundred dollars worth of equipment. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, Craig produces Caleb Sings Christmas, you guys will buy the album? No. No, okay. <laughs> Well, I might, I might. <laughs> without hesitation. <laughs> what I wanted to jump on a tangent on, though, is what do you guys think about, well, yes, all of this stuff is available. What about how difficult it is to find? Because, I mean, we're all fed from all the giant tech companies and all the record companies stuff that they want to sell and stuff that they have quantified and deemed this is going to be popular. I mean, what what's the best way for an average listener to go about finding their music? Hmm. You know, from other people. I I think, because I get, I get stuck in YouTube click holes all the time. Yeah. They're, they're algorithms for you watch this video, you might like this. Like, I think that's pretty, that's a pretty good way to discover new stuff. Yeah. Amazon Music has uh, <laughs> something very similar to where they'll suggest things. You're just going to trust the math? Based on, I, well, that's <laughs> one way to do it because, well, yeah. and you look at, like you said, you look at the amount that's out there. Mm-hmm. There's just so much out there. It's like I'm using the technology mm-hmm. to my advantage on that. Or you can just blindly start clicking and typing in, you know, genres into whatever. So, like, for my Apple Music, typically I just pick a song that I've already have on my, like, on in my library. The other day I just, I picked a song. I didn't know where I was clicking. I just clicked it. And then it started playing songs that weren't in my library. Hmm. But it definitely was like me discovering a new song. It was just like another happy accident. So like definitely that is an avenue to go down. Apparently there's like a radio option where mm-hmm. like I just click the song I want to listen to. Yeah. And it'll it uses, take me down similar. It pathways. uses those algorithms to find similar music. And yeah. you listen to this, you might like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always think of that as like the Pandora style because I think they were yeah. the first online kind of radio but that's, station to do that. But that's to discover music that's out there that maybe. That's not necessarily like independent, small, one-room no, recording no. artist type right. of things. Yeah. And for like, that... If someone's getting license fees off of that music. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Their BMI, ASCAP, all those big guys are paying them. But for the, the little guys, the, the Robs, that are making their weird electronic music in their basement, that <laughs> <laughs> sounds weird. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I, I imagine Rob is more of a spoken word artist. Uh, tune actually <laughs> slam poetry yeah. but no it kind of goes back to what you were saying before they mm-hmm. there is some work that needs to get put in by the person making it yeah. to get the followers to start hitting those algorithms to start getting out there and and as for finding it if if you have a specific genre that you're looking for mm-hmm. there's a subreddit for you there's a website oh, absolutely there's, there's somewhere where you can find people are posting hey i made this let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And you can generate a following that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If it's not on Reddit, it doesn't exist. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fact of life. <laughs> what I'm hearing and the, the, the general summary of it all, Eric, still stays the same, right? Everything after 2000 you hate. I and never that's, once. That's kind of what the stance <laughs> yeah. you, you defended. And anything that wasn't. Acoustic. If it's electronic in any way, it's bad. Yeah. Like if it can be, if it well, can be no, metal, no, 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 guys, yeah. guys. It's got to be analog. Obviously, saying is anything that's analog is good. Yeah. Anything digital <laughs> is crappy. That's not at all. What I'm 
No, I just things have changed. Um, there's been some big watersheds mm-hmm. in in terms of how music is made and how it becomes available that have forever changed the face of the entertainment biz. And we hate change. Yeah, and we fear change. I, I mean, I what I think what I'm hearing is if you were around in the '50s, like you would have hate, hated the way Elvis moved his hips. Like this is, un- <laughs> this is unacceptable. Get dad off my TV. Yeah. <laughs> Devil's box. Devil's box. I think. Uh, both Rob, Craig, and I. Both Rob, Craig, and I. Both Rob, all, all three of us, all both of us. Uh, <laughs> we obviously don't have that much like knowledge of music. I, I think our general opinion of music is like it's there. I'd say you guys more know more than you know. Yeah. Well, I th- yeah, I, I agree, agree with yeah. that. But like, I, I feel like we all had something to generate with the discussion, and I, I appreciate that. I don't think we had any hardline opinions nah. except for Rob. <laughs> Rob, did you have any hardline opinions? No. no. I, I mean, I, my hardline opinion is there's good in in this change. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely agree that there's some crap, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to tell us what talentless hacks we are, send us an email <laughs> at strikesourfancy at gmail.com. Visit our website, ourfancy.site. Or uh, we have Instagram and Twitter now, I think. Yeah, I got rid of Twitter. Oh, okay. As, it, as it's, it's crumbling to the ground, I didn't think it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> If you'd like to tell me how bad I'm doing, too bad because I'm not on social media. So. Well, no, actually, I was going to ask. Yeah, where can our listeners find you? They can't. Okay. Well, but I mean, you, you, you've you've made some tracks. Do you have like a SoundCloud or something that people can listen to? No. Nope. Oh, okay. No, I I don't have any social media. I have no real online presence. Yeah. That's probably for the best. I mean, yeah. I've been removing mine steadily over the last few years. Yeah. I'm, I am going to plug. Hopefully, juggling geese coming soon. <laughs> we're working on it yeah. so for we'll those yeah caleb and i have we've got how many that would have we tried now i think we had like 1.4 episodes meaning four <laughs> first episodes that yeah. we just keep doing a tangent and yeah it just yeah. turns into yeah. rambling Makes we're sense. still trying to nail down exactly what we want to do and i think that's part of it we're because still... we try to be structured and then the wheels fall off <laughs> still and trying just... to nail each other yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. whoa <laughs> hey <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, ho- juggling geese. Hopefully, coming soon. We'll replug when it, when it's available. Mm-hmm. Sure, See a link on our website done. and Instagram. But as always, this is DJ CJ. Thank you for listening to Strikes <laughs> Our Fancy. This has been Craig preferring the sound of silence. Uh, I'm Rob, and I have no wacky DJ name. Hey, this is Eric. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Wow! Hold on. Wow! Welcome to... Hold on, hold on. (laughs)